0: Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe.
1: And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're
0: the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast.
1: Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation.
0: We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag BossSoHard.
1: We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account.
0: So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big, work hard, and repeat. Hello! Welcome back. Um, It is June 19th. It's Juneteenth!
1: Juneteenth. It's Juneteenth! Yay! And we
0: got a Juneteenth present in the form of um, Beyonce dropping another album. Although, I just kind of feel like sometimes I just want Beyonce without Jay-Z. Like, can I get that sometimes? There's nothing wrong
1: with that. There's nothing. I feel like that's the whole like, the universe sort of feels that yeah. way as well, but...
0: I know some people will probably be mad at me for saying that, but that's just how feel. No, I, feel. I like, like the meme
1: of, like, she was like, y'all gonna love my husband. Yeah, <laughs> I see a lot of there. memes
0: that are, like, you know, like, me, and then it'll be, like, somebody, like, pushing right. something on someone that's, like, Beyonce pushing her husband. Or <laughs> like, that's kind of how I feel about it. And it's, like, I just, I don't know, like, the thing is, is, like, Jay-Z is very famous and very recognizable and very talented. But when he's next to Beyoncé, like, I'm just like, I just don't care about what you have to say. Like, you're not <laughs> shining to me. Like, I just kind of want you to, like, move out of the way right. so I can get to the serious, like, amazingness of
1: Beyonce. I like one song on the album. It is not for me. I am No? No. Yeah. If it was a solo... I think if it was just the Beyoncé album, I think it would be for me. If it was... Like, the, like some things... I like about it like in some songs I'll be like oh I like this song and then I'll like switch up and be something different and I'm like okay I don't like that song okay so that's right. Like, but I'll keep listening to yeah. it because I will I will figure it out I and like the
0: visuals the visuals were fantastic
1: a lot a lot yeah
0: I'm I'm very here for the visuals I'm very here for I love all of that all of the art things yeah so I'm like but you know, it's interesting because it's, like, it's different when you're, like, listening to a song with the visuals and you're, like, I really, really love this and then, like, listening to it without it and being, like, this is still a bop. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I feel so. like that's
1: what um, the new Drake song that's why I like it. It's because yeah. he dropped that Degrassi reunion yep. video, and I think if there was an no old Degrassi reunion video, I would not like that song. Yeah, you'd I'd be, be like, like whatever, eh, but because of that you're because like I'm like, here for this. I stand, Cassie Steele, and yeah. I will be here for this song. Like that's totally. Uh, like,
0: it's weird because um, I feel like you know, outside of like. Beyonce and maybe Like a few other people I didn't really care About music videos that much but this year people have been Dropping like no, really yeah. they've been dropping gems
1: SZA garden video With Donald Glover it's also yeah. A visual bop like people have been really yeah, Getting into been their really visuals like, I feel
0: like um, This is
1: America another feel like visual Lemonade bop I
0: Lemonade really like stepped up What people were gonna do like In terms visually. of visuals yeah, yeah because I know
1: <laughs> like Fergie released a visual album I don't I didn't see any of it but I'm interested to see if people who like Fergie and watched it do you feel like she did a good job I don't know, but also Maroon Five. there yeah. new um, mainly because Francesca Ramson, at was awesome. in it. Yeah, I saw That's that. that. I like, like, That's the only way I watched so it. She was like, "I'm in a Maroon Five video." I'm like, "Okay," and yeah. now I like the song. Yep, I listen to the song yep. because it's of pop. the video. It is. There's something to That's be said. That's a great video. too. It's a fantastic it really video. Is. It's not yeah. just it's all of the mostly all of the ladies that I love. There's some people I'm like, but whatever. It's Adam Levine. He's also here, to me. Yeah, but all of the women, mostly, I'm like Gal Gadot. I love
0: these videos. She's so cute. Tons of like women and
1: women of color. I like this.
0: This trend I'm like I won't get tired of it I know Drake did it I know You know Maroon 5 Adam Levine did it I'm like Keep doing it I won't get tired of it I'll watch all those videos A whole bunch of times I actually really like um, Ariana Grande's video For uh, No Tears Left to Cry I'm surprised That I like it so much But I was like The fact that Ariana Grande
1: is getting married to Pete Davidson. Davidson.
0: If that's going to happen. After we watched
1: Set It Up, because David really doesn't care about celebrities at all. He doesn't care about any of that. But we watched Set It Up, which is on Netflix. It's a new rom-com with... um, Lucy Lou and uh Tay Diggs, which I do recommend. It's very funny if you're into rom coms. Like, but Pete Davidson uh, is in it and David and I'm telling David, I'm like, He's gonna get married, to Ariana Grande, and he's like, What? Like even David thought it was crazy. So So
0: here's my thing. When I first saw like them dating, I was I like, I did not I know, know they were dating this. This is oh Until yeah, I knew I knew that they were. Everybody's like, um, Oh, they're getting
1: married. I, was like, well, like, thing. I think
0: it's because I follow I follow him on um Instagram because I follow a lot of people on SNL.
1: Yeah, the, um, like almost all of the see be people I feel like yeah so I was
0: like I was very um you know into that and I was like I love them dating this is so great this is adorable I think this is wonderful but then literally two weeks after that they announced they're (laughs) gonna they're engaged and now I'm kind of like oh no like is this gonna end them because it's really early to be I mean they literally dated for like a few
1: weeks the that right. age. So I don't know anything about that might be their the end dating of that. And that makes life, me sad. but I just thought that was crazy. And I was like, "Wow, the world and is moving both, at a fast pace well, when you don't pay attention." Let's
0: see yeah, they both just ended relationship Relations- allegedly like, or something, I think she, right? Like, yeah. I think she ended a relationship in like, I think they both ended them in like May or like, you know, something like that. And then like, we're together the for The young weeks. people are like, we are like, oh, on it. Look, and I'm like, wow. They probably
1: watched the Royal Wedding and they were like, yo, we, could do we that. can do that. We, we can need do that, that yeah. in our life. And they're not For so
0: real. Yeah. So that's funny. So we'll see what happens with that. It's that, terrible... You didn't
1: ask for this pop culture podcast. You didn't.
0: But you know what? We're Visuals are creative. Visual. Yeah. It's brand. Greatest, it's actually, so... we do
1: watch a lot of things that happen in pop culture just from our brand references. Yeah. Yeah. standpoint Beyonce just has, to understand man, her brand to work a team. and if i could understand how to get people to not say anything the way the carters can do it i would be like yeah. on top they don't have a single person in their team that opens their mouth it's to impressive. say anything there are people yeah. who have to like just bring donuts on set and the donut person doesn't, doesn't say anything, anything. like yeah. what kind of like non-disclosure agreement does the carters have i need to know the lawyers Like there's so many lessons from branding to be done about some of the stuff that happens in pop culture, just because it affects the way everything else runs. It affects the way. I mean, I read an article about you know post all of the celebrity suicides. There was an article that was written about the girl who ran the Wendy's Twitter account and how she dealt with depression and like how she was suicidal and all this stuff. And it's crazy because the way that restaurants run their social media accounts affects the way everyone runs yep. their social media accounts and now everybody's expected to be a little bit more snarky and a little bit more edgy oh, and everything and let's
0: just talk about how like i is a hot mess and it should not have happened so that's also, a note of what not, not to, to do. do
1: but it was like a note on like wendy's coming through with like the disses and like burger king changing a logo to pancake king so there's just so many interesting thing, but they made more money off their burgers. Like, people ordered burgers when they went to IHOP. Well, so it worked.
0: It happens, yeah, because it was such a hot mess, it's hard not to follow. And I will say, IHOP makes me think of, actually... The
1: OB tampons? No, that's what it it made does, me think yeah. Of. But
0: I mean, thinking of that, and the mess that it is, makes me think of um, Elle from Wildcat Echo, because she's been talking about oh, it Oh yeah, Elle long. has she's,
1: like, been going in. She's not Please okay follow with it. Elle on but Instagram. But I was going to say,
0: she actually has a free class on Skillshare that just popped up, and it's mm-hmm. on branding, so I know a lot of you would probably enjoy that. If you just Go to um, Wildcat Echo on Instagram. It's the link is in her bio, and I'm I'm almost 100 sure. I'm like 98 sure that it's a free class, and it's on Skillshare. We'll
1: put it. Um, on the and if it's notes. not
0: free, I know that she was saying something about like she's gonna have like Skillshare is stuff, really
1: inexpensive, so you'll be. It's really around.
0: not. Yeah. So yeah, go check that out because that's a great class, and um, it'll probably be amazing. And if you're celebrating Juneteenth or doing something for Juneteenth, like let us know what you're doing. I thought about not working today, but I was like. I'm just going to work because I feel like, you know... All of the people that I'm working with right now are black women, and so Brave. I'm like, I feel like it's a great way to, to honor celebrate and yeah, honor our and, ancestors, and just serve them, and and get their websites up and popping, and get their brands up and popping. And so you know, letting them be them best, their best selves, helping them be their best selves. So I'm like, I'm gonna go ahead and work because that's what I'm gonna be doing today. So it sounds like a great thing to do. It's so, but let us celebrate. know if you're if you have any um, traditions or anything that you that do, you do to hear about it, I especially just... stuff for kids, because I love like my goddaughter is really at that age where she's like getting involved in activism and she has a lot of questions about being black that um you know i want to answer all of them for her and and help her become like the best activist she can be and stuff and so she's uh she's she's loving it we're we're going to be um doing like postcards and writing to like senators and stuff like that and um you know thanking people who have been pillars of the black community and who have you know done so much for us like while they're alive like why not thank them so we're gonna do a lot of that which would be great it's cute Uh, but yeah let us know let us know what you're doing yeah
1: i read the um an american marriage just recently by i want to say tayari um but it takes place in atlanta and it's between atlanta and louisiana and it's really deep and it's like a a little bit of an older couple i'm gonna give away all the plot because it's a lot but there are so many, like, because the, the wife in this situation or the main female character protagonist, her family is the Atlanta family. And so the things that they do ritualized in terms of, like, they have a cake that they make. And same with the, the um, husband and the male protagonist, his family. They have these, like, recipes and these things that they do just, like, in general that I have never heard of. And I'm like, that okay. is insane to me yeah. that you could live. It's so funny how rich and deep black culture is where you can live in the same state and have people really come from the same area maybe have even worked on the same like cotton fields or same plantations or maybe similar across paths, and have completely different cultures in terms yeah. of what African American culture or black culture or black American culture looks like so it's such celebrate a your multifaceted layered culture. I'm just, there's there's so cakes many cakes that I don't know about. So I'm much, like, I'm so, reading yeah. this book and I'm like cakes. I'm like, I, learn I didn't learn the about these cakes. Tell me about these cakes because I need to know how to make them with my hands and, and do those things and be awesome. So, yeah, celebrate your Juneteenth. Let us know what you're doing. Another stuff in Eatonville. If you're Floridian for next year, make notes to all If you want to do black things, Eatonville. Go to Eatonville. Just go to Eatonville. I've been going
0: since I was a kid. We go to the Zora Neil Hurston Festival every year, and it's, there's just a lot of cool stuff to do there. Where the
1: black things are. Yeah. So,
0: um, so yeah, and today we have an awesome interview um, with Danielle Devins. and so we're gonna get into that. And I hope y'all enjoy it. Bye. Back. Today we have Danielle Devins with us. She is the co-founder of Bold Exchange. She's an incoming Venture for America's fellow, and she's a former associate of, uh, editor at Brides. So Danielle, introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about all of those amazing titles and what you do.
2: Yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, I want to thank both of you for having me on. Um, this is so exciting. Um, I That is a lot. That's a mouthful, that title. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot going on. Um, but I like to think they all feed into each other. So um, I, I finished up my um, almost year stint at Brides um, um, about a month ago, and um, I was a, a senior editor there, writing mostly about food and drink, um, which kind of is, is my back background. Um, I started my career out at Food Magazine, so uh, that kind of that kind of worked well with um, what I ended up doing at Brides, um, and then. I am starting, gosh, in a week and change. I will be headed out to Detroit for training camp for Venture for America, which is a two-year fellowship that sends uh, recent recent college graduates, which I guess I still am one, um, (laughs) out to uh, developing and emerging cities around the U.S., and and, um, we work for for startups in, in a range of capacities. And Bold Exchange is a platform that I am about to launch with my, uh, my co-founder, who is who's also my boyfriend, um, and it is a, a marketplace for black entrepreneurs and their supporters. So um, we're, we're launching with about 10 black-owned apparel companies that will be on there on day one, and then we'll be expanding from there.
0: That's amazing. That's definitely a mouthful. It's definitely a yeah. lot going on. But like you said, they all kind of like work together, which I love. And I love, um, you know, we've had a lot of people on lately who have kind of balanced uh, regular jobs, quote unquote, and entrepreneurship. So I love that you are doing that. Um, and it just seems like you're just taking every opportunity that comes your way, which is fantastic.
2: Yeah, it's, it's so it can be so challenging, um, especially to really to balance all of those things. But what I found is that they, you know, will will increase and decrease in in priority at
1: different times and you just kind of have to have to roll with it. It's it's a lot of fun now. That's super awesome. I'm very interested in learning more about Bold Exchange, just being a black entrepreneur myself and also a black person who wears clothes by yep. black people. So um, <laughs> this all sounds super exciting, but where did you get the idea to start Bold Exchange? I guess you and your boyfriend since it's a joint venture, which is super exciting.
2: It is, yeah, so um, When we graduated from Elon in in 2016, uh, shortly thereafter, we started a writing project called The Curators. Uh, We started that together, and that was really just an opportunity for us to kind of, um, you know, amplify the voices and stories of young black people doing amazing things. And through that project, we were introduced to um, another duo uh, that started a company called Flare and Square, and they sell pocket squares and now bow ties. And I bought one of their pocket squares for my dad for Christmas. And then I decided that I wanted to buy black for Christmas for all of my family and friends. And I was kind of looking for a place where I could get a bunch of flare and square like companies in one place. And I didn't find that. And I thought to myself, you know, what if I could, you know, if if I could create that, if I could bring together all of these black entrepreneur founded companies in one spot to, you know, sell, sell their materials to people who are looking to buy black, because I think it is something that people are really interested in. But, um, you know, I think it's about motivating people through high quality products and also the backstory of these, of these really amazing companies.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I love that, and I love that you focused on, like, for the holidays, just like, listen, I'm going to buy black. That's, like, I did... Um, buy black last year and the year before that I did like buy everything local. I think it's so important Mm -hmm. when you do that sort
1: of thing. Yeah and I agree it is difficult to find high quality um, Mm -hmm. because there's all these lists from blogs and things and they're well intentioned but they're usually outdated or you you probably did it yourself. You went through like 101 black businesses to buy from and then you go through and like half of them are shut down or the links don't work or it's just not the product that you're looking for so it will be great to have a more targeted like uh, curated list so to speak Um, to look at because I definitely had that issue during the holidays so I was like I'm just trying to buy from black people like how yeah. hard is it to get yeah. like a wooden spoon from a black person you know what I mean
2: exactly but it is that hard and it shouldn't be so hard especially in the day and age when we have something like an Amazon where you can get anything mm-hmm. you know why haven't why is that not um, possible and I, I, I at first couldn't fathom that nobody had done it you know I, I, I couldn't imagine that there really was no place that felt that reliable um, and and there are a lot of directories there are a lot of lists um, and now having you know being in the final stretch of actually launching this marketplace I totally understand why this is not something that exists yeah. because it's hard mm-hmm, um, yeah. creating a marketplace is, is one of the hardest businesses I think to start because you have to have both the consumers and the vendors on board at the same time mm-hmm. or else it will flop Um, but it's been so rewarding because it's actually something that I, you know, I can't wait to buy from these people. I have showed my, gave my sister a preview and she was over the moon and she's prepared her coins and I hope everyone else does too. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I say it's really exciting because I feel like normally like what I've seen before is like a list. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like a list becomes outdated quickly. If a list isn't, like if it's not your whole business, then, you know, it's not going to be your main priority. So two months, three months go down. You're not checking all those links and everything. That's why a marketplace is so great because it's like this is the main part of it. This is, you know, the bread and the butter. Like you're going to be focused on making sure that it's well curated and that it's updated all the time. So I really love that because it's a place that people can go to again and again. It's not just a one-time list that you read through buy off of. It's like no, this is you know where you can come repeatedly and continually, continuously find people that you want to shop with. So I love that. I'm really really excited for it to launch. It launches really soon. So like, what sort of thing can we expect to find um, from the brand and from the website? And what overall impact do you hope that it has on uh, not just Black society but society as a whole?
2: Um, so it, like I said, it's it's all apparel companies right now, um, and it, we're launching with about ten. Uh, they all, I think, what people might be surprised to find is that the the people behind these brands are really diverse. So um, I think sometimes people hear black entrepreneur and they think it's very one note, but we have so many different people. I'm I'm really excited. Um, uh, so we we've got a group of high school students from Chicago. We have a, a father of a young child. We have a couple of friends of ours from from college who do different things. Um, there's a, a, a woman who uh, does a lot of creative direction kind of on the other side of her business. Um, so so a lot of them are really, this is kind of a side hustle for them too. Um, and that's, that has been actually very intentional for us. We didn't want to approach people who had gotten a ton of commercial success um, because we wanted this, um, we want Bold Exchange to add a lot of value to these businesses and these entrepreneurs as well. Uh, we know that, and, and I'm, I'm sure you both know as well that Black entrepreneurs are underserved and, and underestimated a lot. And we wanted to really put our money where our mouth was in terms of you know saying that we support Black entrepreneurs and actually doing it. Um, so, so in addition to the actual marketplace where people can buy from these these companies. We are also creating kind of a community of black entrepreneurs where they can help support each other, but also where we can bring in resources um, to help them further build their business and, um, you know, make their lives easier as entrepreneurs as well. So we think that's something that will uh, will definitely impact the black entrepreneurship community. But, um, you know, buying black is something that's really important to us, uh, not just because, of our, of our, you know, background of doing that on our own, but also because we know that keeping dollars in the black community can actually be very impactful if more of us do so. Mm-hmm. And we want to change that that narrative around buy, buying black, that it's, it's not some sort of charitable act. It can actually be incredibly rewarding. And there are so many amazing black-owned companies to choose from. So we want to bring all of those together and really shed light on um, the people who are doing this intentionally successfully
1: and with a lot of thought yeah I definitely since being in some of the larger facebook groups for black entrepreneurs and seeing kind of like that one note of somebody being like this is why i don't buy black because you're late you know there's always like a bad business experience oh. and it's like you don't understand that giving money towards black businesses empowers black people to put yeah. money in the hands of the politicians that mm-hmm. support our causes put hands in the education systems to build schools to build things you know so people think about it all of like oh I don't want to buy this t-shirt it's $30 blah 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 and then go to like H&M and buy the same shirt for $30 right. <laughs> it's yeah. so ridiculous so I really do think people need to be educated more long term about what buying black really does and what that impacts the bigger community and society on a whole is that we're getting and trying to dig ourselves out of this ditch that we were placed in when we were brought here. We started negative and that's why other immigrants and other you know nationalities tend to do better is because they come on a not on a negative. They come on a like a even slate. We started at a negative and we've been building and trying to dig ourselves out of this ditch for the past hundred, a couple hundred, three, four, five, six hundred years. and we can't get out of this ditch because we are failing as a community to support and empower the people who are out here making the resources for us. So I definitely agree a hundred percent that there's a bigger picture for people to know. And I'm excited that you guys are starting this conversation and being open and empowering not only businesses, but the community to get, come rally behind them and kind of build them up as well.
0: Yeah. And I was going to say, there are so many other communities that actually do that, like that they buy within their own community. They support within their own community. Um, you know, for example, like Jewish people, Jewish community often like, if you, I think of, um, like, my brothers live in Brooklyn, and they live right outside of an Orthodox Jewish community. and I
2: live in Brooklyn, too, so I... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: you probably know, like, where I'm talking about, because yeah. they're in Crown <laughs> Heights, right? So it's like, yeah. we, like, when I'm there, like, they're on the corner, like, of that community, and we step in, and it's like, there's a, a Jewish or- Orthodox community. Um, like something for everything there's a doctor there's a you know whatever and so all these people are going and supporting the people within their own community and that doesn't mean like if you have enough wealth to spread it around then great like if you want something that's not from someone that looks like you that's fine right but it's like why wouldn't you go ahead and support someone who looks like you who's who's giving out a who's selling a quality product or a quality service and put those dollars back into a community i think of it the same way as like there's certain places I don't eat and I don't drink because they're not queer friendly. And so, like, I don't support Chick-fil-A still. I'm like, no thank you. Like, I know what their dollars ultimately end up doing. And so I don't, it's not a place that, if it's not gay friendly, it's not a place that I need to, you know, be a patron at. So it's kind of the same thing because a lot of these companies that we don't, like, you know, you think about, um, oh, what is it? I want to say it's Urban Outfitters, that they're, like, their overhead is, like, super just a guy who basically hates everybody. Yeah, like yeah, that guy does, is yeah. <laughs> yeah, he like he hates everyone, and he like you know donates a lot of his money to these like really extreme like um, Republican like right wing causes and that sort of thing. And so it's like, why would you just because the shirt is charisma because
1: they sell record players <laughs> and yet right? you buy records? <laughs> like, yeah. right. it's like why wow. would
0: you want to support that and and not know where your money is going to? So when you're supporting someone that is in the same community as you, then you know like. N- 10 times out of 10 just about they're gonna have those same uh, values for wanting to have your community uplifted and everything so I'm just surprised we don't see more of it in our community it's the I think it's like one of the one things that we do that I just don't think we're getting right you know and
2: for me it's twofold so so I think this type of thing and, and buying, buying black it's almost like uh, the, the financial version of the head nod that you do when you right. see another black person mm-hmm. in public it's like You know, if we can acknowledge each other like that in public and acknowledge that we have this this shared experience of sorts or shared, you know, something, you know, this camaraderie, then why can't we do that when it comes to our dollars? You know, if someone will ask, I think this is my favorite thing about, about creating something like Bold Exchange is that I can flip that narrative of like when someone asks you where you got something. You just will say, like, H&M or Urban Outfitters, and that's the end of the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. But if you got it from even a local business or a small business or, you know, it's your brother's, you know, friend's cousin or something, there's a story behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of similar with, with a, a black owned There is almost always a story as to, you know, they, they didn't see the hair care products they, they really wanted, and so they created them. Or they didn't see someone making, you know, these shirts with the statements they wanted, so they made it. You know, the, the inspiration behind it is usually, just like everything else we do as a people, it usually comes from a place of passion. Mm-hmm. And having that story to tell someone is, is so incredible, so fun, and it creates a memory around something that you bought instead of, you know, look, I shop at Marshall's all the time. But that's where the, that's where the conversation happened. Yeah. Where I got those pants, instead of me being able to say, "Oh my God, it's these four high schoolers out of Chicago, and they're brilliant." You know, like that that story is so amazing, and I think that the that we're we're conditioned as a people to like knowing knowing more and having that story is is important to us. And I don't know why we wouldn't invest more in. Um, you know, in entrepreneurs who often have an incredible story as to how they got there, um, it's the same thing. It's as, as, it's similar to shopping local, um, but it really does feel kind of like that financial head nod that you know you're you you acknowledge them, you see them, you support them, um, and, and you're doing so with your dollars instead of just you know just when you see them in person. So it's very rewarding, I think.
1: Definitely. So, switch gears a little bit. You've both worked at Brides and Food Network. And for people who aren't American or don't follow uh, American companies, Brides is kind of one of the most, if not the influential, yeah. wedding, uh, you know, brand it's, out there. It's just conglomerate. It's the one. <laughs> it's the one. It all you know, all caps technically. And then Food Network. I always like people. I feel like non-Americans can recognize like Irma Liguasu or like Guy Fieri, almost like this the mm-hmm. funny characters but that's what it's those people who kind of have again the say on food basically like that's where we all grew up with our rachel rays and our Mm -hmm. all these other people that everyone loves and kind of stay in so what was your experience like working there especially in the digital space versus more so the kind of you know tv space so to speak because i know digitally the brands have to operate and kind of keep up with the time, so we really want to talk about how these brands have managed to outlast some of their competitors in terms of just staying current and relevant, and being diverse and inclusive in their hiring.
2: Yeah, I, I think that both of those brands they they taught me a lot about the magazine and media industry. Um, I had worked at a couple of magazines before that, but you know, all all internships mm-hmm. um, and very different different experiences before that, but, you know, when you're, when you're doing that full-time thing, you see things that you wouldn't otherwise see, and so, um, I started out as the editorial assistant at Food Network Magazine, um, which is actually a joint venture with Hearst, which, you know, produces things like Oprah Magazine and, um, and the like, and that was really an interesting experience because I had this, I was able to see, um, kind of how people operated at different levels of the industry. So, you know, I was the assistant to the editor-in-chief, which meant that I helped to hire interns, but I also would coordinate her meetings with the president of the company. So, having, having my experiences run the gamut between all of those different levels in the industry and in the company was um, very telling, I think, of, you know, what, how people move through the industry, what success looks like, what achievement looks like, um, how that's rewarded or not, and um, you know, kind of starting to think about what my place could and, and might be in the future um, in that industry, and it it definitely um, I would say was also a very corporate experience, even though people think of of um, magazines as a a creative space and Mm -hmm. it definitely does require creativity it still was very much corporate and structure and um having that first full-time job in a corporate space was very interesting um but then I moved to Brides and was doing a lot less of the admin stuff and was able to focus so much on the writing which was was and is what I love um and Brides was again a totally different experience was a different company so being at Condé Nast um is kind of like you. You sometimes have to pinch yourself. You know, yeah, um, that's like you know, dreams, when, like, goals. <laughs> and, like, outside the elevators, um, not that I didn't run into any celebs, I did see Gail King uh, at, hers, and that's but, the celeb. Yes. You're not wrong. <laughs> but Kanye West is like another. It, it feels different. It feels um, a little bit more that has like this sheen to it um, that feels a little different. But um, girl,
0: I walked friends. by the building and I was shook. So I completely understand. Dude, I was like, "Girl, I am by this building. Like Dude. I honestly freaked out. Like it was like the coolest thing." My brother was like, "Calm down. Like you're like you're not. You don't have an appointment here. Like you can't go inside." <laughs>
2: yeah, it's uh, it is very. You do pinch yourself. Um and and it it is so interesting just throughout like my every experience I've had in New York, because I I interned the summer before I, before my senior year at Essence, and that, I think, was the biggest pinch me time
1: period of my
2: life, um, but, but working in magazines is so interesting, because you do often encounter celebrities, like, it's, even though there's this, this lie that print is dead, it's not really that dead, um, and, and, you know, that you still are encountering celebrities a lot, and, It definitely helps you have a cool head, but you do sometimes have to really just look up and be like, wow, this is really, I'm really living this life right now. Right. Um, But Brides was interesting. I I went there with very little bridal knowledge. Um, I was kind of recruited in a way by um, my former supervisor at Food Network had gone to Brides a little bit before me and told me there was an opportunity there that she thought I would be a good fit for, and fast forward a few months, and I was there, um, and that was an opportunity, I think, for me to grow more than I ever could have imagined um, as a writer, and, and an editor, and just a medium-minded person. Um, I think the, the highlight of that really was um, starting Cocktail Hour, which was an Instagram story series that allowed me to use Food contacts that I'd started building at Food Network, but hadn't been able to really use, um, and also my general love for food and drink. But also, they taught me that I could do on-air things that I never realized, and I never wanted to be in front of the camera. They gave me that opportunity, and it was—I had a blast. It was—it was a lot of fun.
0: That's so amazing. Oh my God. it's. I mean, it's definitely, I think that, you know, a lot of people look at entrepreneurship as a dream job, and it is, but you have two dream jobs. I'm
1: which like, is, <laughs> I want to go. Work yeah, at like, you have Bye. two dream
0: jobs, which is amazing. And I mean, uh, I know you're not as old as I am. Not even like career, two, three,
1: because you worked at Essence, even right? as an intern. I'm and that's like, what I'm interning at Essence is I'm like. I'm like,
0: already, like, what you have under your belt for being as young as you are is. Like, just, Get out of here with this nonsense. It's, it's wild. I love it. I love it. Thank you. And, you know, when I honestly, like, when I, I don't even know, how, I, I know that I, like, met you, quote unquote, on Instagram, and when I saw that you were working at Brides and I saw that you were black, I was, like, honestly shocked, because I was just, like, I didn't know that black people worked at Brides. Like, this is great news. You know, like, you know what I mean, though? Really, because it's, like, it's so important to see uh, people in those spaces, and just honestly, just by, like killing it at your job and, and showing up and being there, like, you're inspiring, like, a generation after you that's going to reach for those goals that they just didn't even know were a possibility for them, you know? Yeah, and so.
2: definitely, I, you, you do feel that, that, I don't know if I would call it pressure, or maybe it is pressure, um, but you, you feel that. Some, there have been times when you're in the boardroom and you're the only one mm-hmm. um, because when I left Brides, and I think it's still the same now, um, I was the only full-time, um, like, salaried employee that was black on, on the masthead. And um, that's, that can be hard when you look around a room and, and someone pitches something that feels off, um, which I won't say happened a ton. I think that people, in media especially, are more and more concerned with it because they've been called out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And more, more and more outlets these days are being called out for being tone-deaf for, you know, being too lily white when it shouldn't be, and I think the bridal industry is one of those, that mm-hmm. people are starting to question, why is your entire Instagram feed, you know, if you're a wedding photographer, the all you shoot are, are, are white people, is mm-hmm. that the only people who get married? It's not, you know, and, and so we, I, I think, had to be very conscious of that, um, you know, and, and make sure that it wasn't just black celebrities that we're featuring, it's also just regular black people, because we feature regular white people all the time yeah so it could it was challenging at times I, mean, I can't i can't lie um but you do sit there and you're like this is for all of the you know black girls who ever wanted to work in a magazine and you know didn't get that job at essence but got a job somewhere else that felt a little more foreign um you definitely push yourself and you you sometimes question it a little bit but um it's also so rewarding because there were a couple of freelancers that came in after I started at Brides and being able to connect with them and, and just like be present kind of a strong example for them as much as possible was important to me because I wanted them to know that sometimes it is hard and sometimes you don't feel seen, you don't feel heard, you don't feel respected mm-hmm. but uh, you push through because it makes you better and if anything you leave more equipped than the person next to you
0: who didn't have to deal with any of that. Amen to that. That is one hundred percent true. So you've worked in these challenging corporate positions, and now you're you know taking this huge step. Um, I mean, you've done some entrepreneurship, but this is like on a whole nother level what you're about to do. Um, so how has working a corporate job prepared you for this you know huge step that you're about to take?
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it gave me. Uh, especially my my stint at Brides, um, it gave me back some of the confidence that I think I um, might have given up a little bit in my first corporate job. Um, I think there's something just about being an assistant that um, makes you second guess everything you do, um, and so being at Brides and getting a lot of um, a lot more responsibility—that second and third you know layer of my my career in magazines—that was really key. But I think also it, it puts in perspective um, how slow, why, why change takes so much time at these huge companies. Um, and a big part of it is because they're not listening to the right people um, often enough. So a lot of companies want to tap into the these younger generations. So mine and, and the uh, coming generation that's just kind of now reaching adulthood Uh, but they don't want to listen to the staff members who are part of that generation right so there's there's this ego that happens and and ego is kind of like the enemy enemy of efficiency and there's no better place to see an example of that than in corporate america um which includes the magazine industry which i did not i don't think that it's it seems that way it doesn't it doesn't seem like magazines are super corporate but they absolutely are um and so that really helped me see that and my impatience with that helped me see that you know maybe taking a leap towards entrepreneurship and working at a startup to really learn how to build a startup um that would be a better route for me and i totally sit here two years later Years from now, and tell you that I was dead wrong and <laughs> run back to a corporate job. But um I think that it the antsiness that I had, but also every project that I was able to take point on, which was not common, but when it happened, I was so energized by it. I found that sometimes I did make a mistake or sometimes I did there was a question that went unanswered, but I was so much more productive and so much more successful. Than when I was just, you know, kind of not part of the conversation, just just there and just doing doing that work. I think there's a time and place for both of them, but um, being able to see a needle move is an unmatched experience. And I've already started working with the company I'll be working with in Charlotte um, on a consulting basis, and I've already seen that the work I've done has been very impactful in the projects we're working on, and it's just not something that I could have ever seen in this short of a time period working for a corporate company.
1: Yeah, I think startups move so quick because you're going, going, going. And so like you said, it's rewarding to see the work that you do be impactful to the team and working with smaller teams. Also, you feel the impact more because you can be a little bit more distant in corporate America versus like if you're doing work and you know somebody who's in your same corporation that's in a different time zone than you they, they'll never see the impact of your work or they may see it right. but they don't know it's you and they'll never know you versus you being in a startup in a small space and there's you know 12 yeah. of you those people instantly know and will congratulate you and be grateful and thankful for the things that you do so I definitely agree with you 100% that there's this gratification that comes a little bit quicker but also pushes you because startups aren't easy either they're Ooh, definitely no. work
2: <laughs> in a way it's, Harder, you know, yeah. Because you, the spotlight is on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 12 people, like you said, or five, right, or two. Um, you know, depending on how how early stage we're talking, and it can be very daunting to go from being, you know, one of a staff of you know 20 to 30 um, at a company of hundreds right. to you and the founder of the company, you know, talking and you putting on, you know doing some sort of, you know, taking point on something or or leading a project, you know, that is, it's very daunting and it can be scary, especially being so young. Um, No one's probably ever given you that type of responsibility before, but I think that if if you have the right supervisor, if you have the right team, then um, stepping into those roles actually feels
1: natural and more comfortable than than you'd expect that's super awesome so what is the biggest challenge that you've ever faced at work i know you're you're so young jesus and she's done so much and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) her her challenges are like probably crazy so we just want to talk about that a little bit because work is rewarding and awesome and some of the bigger names sound there's definitely and even with the smaller things i know a lot of people dream of working at startups but they're like you said there's a lot of challenges so what are some of the things that you've had to deal with
2: well, actually, I would say that getting into Venture for America and then getting a job through the program was probably like one of the hardest things I've ever done, if not the hardest. Um, because it's a it's a long process, a long application process. It's um, similar in style to Teach for America, so okay. you know work you work for a startup for two years instead of a school, but you have to get a job. So they don't they don't place you. They don't. They help you, but you have to send in your, you know, a cover letter. You're essentially pitching, but it's similar to a cover letter. Um, you have to set up your profile on this portal, and it, it's it's tricky. But you've already done a ton of steps to get into the program, right? Um, because they they want to make sure all of the, all the fellows are very highly vetted. So you you do a couple of kind of written application steps, then you do a Skype interview, and then you do uh, <laughs> the the um, selection day, which is like your in-person full day of t- almost like testing and interviewing and competing for this fellowship, is bananas. Like I can't, I can't tell you a lot about it because it's intentionally very secretive so that people can't really prepare for it, and you can't mentally prepare for what you experience on selection day. But um, it, you know, it's a lot about reflecting and, and in the moment and things like that, um, and being honest and all of that with yourself and others, but then once you get in, you also have to get a job, and you're interviewing people very often, so, you know, I think I spoke to a total of, like, 12 companies, maybe, um, and I also had a full-time job, so I was sneaking away and, and you know, using vacation days to interview and, and balancing those two and not feeling like it was the right time to tell my bosses at Brides was really hard, Um, because you kind of have this moral dilemma, you know, if you have a personal relationship with people at work, you don't want to feel like you're lying to them, but you also have a responsibility to your own professional trajectory, and, you know, if, God forbid, there would have been a knee-jerk reaction to let me go, or if there would have been an opportunity to, you know, for there to be cuts, and then they said, you know, well, Danielle's leaving anyway, so, you know... It was just this kind of, like, constant concern and fear and secrets. Um, so that was really, really a tough kind of season of my career. Um, and then while you're doing something like that, all of your professional um, stuff is the focus, and your personal life goes by the wayside. So <laughs> that was hard, but totally worth it.
0: That process reminds me kind of was like an entrepreneurship version of the Peace Corps application, which one of my good friends did, like, a few years ago. Uh, when she joined the Peace Corps and it's like it was intense for me and I wasn't even like the person like because I had to like write an essay and like fill out all these forms like just as someone who was like recommending her to go into the Peace Corps I was like um my goodness and I feel like I feel like her process took like months like I feel like it was like such a long
1: process to go to I don't yeah, even know what I mean, you do in the Peace Corps. You, in the Peace Corps, <laughs> I just, move, like, I know it's yeah, something that people you do. You end up
0: moving to, like, a, like a foreign country.
2: And, um, like, I had work a friend who lived in Morocco,
0: <laughs> and she did not have... I mean, like, it was, like, no joke, and that's why they get they yeah. you so much, because, like, she didn't have running water. Like, they could only get water, like, twice a week. She didn't take showers. Like, Mm-mm. you know, all that. She had pooped in a hole. Like, it was all those things, <laughs> (laughs) And um, she was there for two years. i like, all these people
1: are listening to this episode for, like, entrepreneurship, and we're like, by the way, she moved in a hole. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like,
0: it was like, because, like, when she was telling me about it after, I was like, I mean, this is, like, this is real. Like, this is, I don't think that I, and it's funny, because I had thought about going in, and I always wondered, like, did I make a mistake by not doing it? Like, Mm -hmm. once I was married, I was like, you know, I don't, like, you know, I don't know, like, if we would both do it or whatever. But once I talked to her about that, I was like, nope, that was the right choice for me. I'm like... (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't have made it. Like it the would process have not for venture for
1: America sounds amazing, but it also reminds me of how like complacent and lazy I am. Because if there's like a dream yeah. job that I want, I'll like start to apply for it and, and, not, just, finish app- and not finish uh, so the you application. You know, you
0: know, Twitter is full of people being like, so you're telling me that you want me to put the cover letter. Go ahead Look, with my... you want me to add the cover letter,
1: it's always an instant, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm alright.
0: that and, like, you know, put my resume and fill out, like, the yeah. employment history, They're like, it's like, well, like, like it, not. Like, it, that's it's like, attach your LinkedIn
1: and then yep. go in and add your work history, and I'm like, oh no, I'm okay, I'm good. Or, like, it's fine, I own my own business, it's great. <laughs> exactly. I'd rather, I'd rather just do all this Look, work. Look, <laughs> exactly, every time.
2: Yeah, we, and they do that, I think, because they're like, you know, this entrepreneurship. Thing is no joke working for a startup is no joke like yeah they they want to ensure sure that people are committed yeah
1: exactly yeah, you, you're you committed girl you deserve so
0: on the flip side what has been like one of your favorite career moments so far because you've had an outstanding career so I know it's kind of hard like but I mean when it comes to like corporate and entrepreneurship and just like taking it all into account what has been that moment that you're just like wow I'm li- like living my best life and I love what I do
2: oh man um well, I will say, so, oh man, that's really hard but I, um, because I have had so many really great moments, but um, um, in terms of thinking like, wow, I love what I do, um, when I was at Bride's, pretty much every time I, I worked on an episode of Cocktail Hour, which is that Instagram story series that I worked on, it was just such a blast because I was learning a lot about um, about that Area of social media um, and our, our strategy as a brand, um, but I was also combining all the things that I, you know, loved and about my job. So I was working on really, you know, really enriching experiences for our readers um, with our PR contacts. So it was, you know, about kind of balancing how does this work for the brand that they're representing, but how does this, you know, especially work for our readers. Um, And then I was, you know, learning how to use Instagram stories way more sophisticated than I was ever doing. I thought I was good at it, and I found out I, in fact, was not. Um, (laughs) So they they taught me a lot about that. Um, And I've always been interested in working more with the social media team. Um, It was something that I uh, wasn't able to do at Food Network, and I kind of always wanted to at Brides, but I wasn't sure if I was overstepping. And our social team, um, which was still... Still pretty new, even when I left, um, they both got there after I uh, after I got there in August. So it was a very new team, but they hit the ground running, and we're we're very open to editors being very involved, especially on Instagram, um, which became a, a big space for us. And so, you know, having that peek into the social strategy, being part of driving that, um, coordinating a series of. Of, you know, video projects, just it, it combined all of these things I had been interested in, um, and it stretched me for sure, I didn't know that I, I could do or wanted to do on-air things, and now it's something that I can bring to my next company or just kind of to my own personal brand, um, it's, it's something that I am able to add, so, yeah, I, I remember having, we went to the only Michelin starred Indian restaurant in, New York uh, in New York City um, it's an incredible restaurant if you can ever go it's called Janoon if you like Indian food it's amazing um, I'm gonna
1: She's like, if you like Indian food and our faces are like but we're hungry right now
0: I mean Indian food <laughs> is my favorite type of food so I'm like sign me up
2: it was so good and that, that shoot especially was just so fun um, you know we had two dishes and it was about pairing um, pairing craft cocktails with, um, with traditional Indian flavors. And, oh, it was, it was everything. I got to eat, I got to drink, I got to chop it up with the the executive, the, um, the head chef and the head bartender behind the bar. It was just so fun. Um, and it was kind of, it just embodied all of the things that I think are the best about working at a magazine, that it can be fun but it also can be such a great service to, you know, your readers and followers. Um, so that was, that was certainly a highlight. And I will never, never forget those opportunities to
1: do that. That is super awesome. And thanks for the recommendation. That delicious. Because we're all like, we're yeah, like, we like, literally Janine. both wrote it down. <laughs> like, like, we
0: normally write different things, like, throughout the episode. But that's the one thing that we both had to write down. We're like, listen. <laughs>
1: Set up a reservation. Um, so what are some of your favorite tools for making your workday easier? We love talking about tools and systems on this show. So please share your favorites and help our listeners out.
2: Yeah. Um, so I I love Slack. Um, I used it a lot at Brides and um, now I use it. Venture for America has a very, very robust um Slack channel, even just for incoming folks. We're not even part of the big Slack channel yet, and it's it's popping all the time. Um, Doug and I, my, my co-founder and I, just started a Slack channel that we'll be adding our vendors to, which we're super excited. And then um, for my new company in Charlotte that I'll be working at um, through through VFA, uh, we have a Slack channel. So that's just a great... I just think it can be so, um, so helpful to kind of have this space between... Email and text.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I like that. Um, for social media, I use Hootsuite to schedule and Airtable to kind of map out um, social for longer periods of time. Um, that's just like a great place, I think, to be able to see everything at a glance, but also keep track of, you know, you can customize it so much.
1: Yeah, Airtable um, is crazy. I love it so much.
2: Oops. I, I think I found out about it. It was like an ad on Facebook. The only time an ad on Facebook has ever been helpful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Table.
2: Um, but it's so good. And, and it's like crazy. I said, you can customize mm-hmm. it. And you can you know, add, you know, has this been scheduled? And you can add a, a check mark next to that. You know, that type of thing, especially for somebody who's very visual. And I think that...
1: It's very can, visual.
2: Yeah. Like me, me and my co-founder both are super visual people. Um, and being able to track that with someone else. Um, so that they could, you know, in real time see where I'm at with mm-hmm. that if I'm working on social or, you know, if he's scheduling and I, you know, I wrote out the copy. You can really, like, collaborate in a way that I think is great. Um, also, Google Docs, I really, mm-hmm. I can't say enough. Um, <laughs> it's it's just, I, I use it for personal and professional things. Same. Um, it's just so great. It's I
0: like I don't know what I did before. Like I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, how did I like? What did my business look like before this? Like it, it must have been a mess. I don't know.
2: <laughs> you know, I used to use track changes on Microsoft Word, and I hated it. So much. yeah, yeah. Um, because you could, it just I don't know, it would get messy, and then you could almost never like get rid of that. Like if you wanted to just go make sure in, right? And it didn't have, you know, you were sending it to someone. Outside of the editing group, yep. You know, it, it was like it almost always had it. You had to convert it to a PDF or something. And now with Google Docs, you know, you can you can export it if you need to. But being able to see in real time someone else working on it is oh, it's so great. And like you can chat. I don't know. I can't say enough about Google Docs. <laughs> um, but I think those are really the things that I use the most in terms of tools.
0: Those are some pretty amazing ones, especially Google Docs, which is my bae. Um, So you have worked in media at Condé Nast, which makes you officially an expert. So let us know what social media accounts are inspiring you and, you know, that you just love, uh, you know, looking at.
2: So, of course, this sounds like I'm biased, but I really do love Bride Social now even, um, I'm years away from getting married. Um, I've even started a company with my boyfriend, but we are no closer to getting married. Um, and so even though I don't really need wedding content on my feed, I really do like following brides. Um, I've just done some really great, great stuff, especially on Instagram. Um, I think in terms of being inspired by social media accounts, I I focus mostly on Instagram and then a little bit on Twitter. Um, Refire29 has always been one that I really enjoy mm-hmm. uh, for various types of, of media. Um, sometimes it'll be something that's a call-out to a, a story they have, or sometimes it's just on Instagram, which I love, um, when people are really tapped into a certain social, uh, social channel and just right. create content just for that. Um, Natural Club which is a hair care company that was started by a Venture, Venture for America fellow. Um, for a while, I was obsessed with getting hired at Natural Club, but they were not hiring this cycle. Um, but I followed them on Instagram, and they just have really great curly hair content, which um, will always be a passion of mine because that's what grows out of my head. Your, <laughs> hair,
0: your hair looks really cute to me, right? by the way. It's like, I just wanted to tell you It's super cute. That. Everyone who's
1: listening, her hair looks amazing. Yeah, it's super,
2: super cute. Thank you. I don't know um, how to
1: do that. Yeah, I don't I, know what I'm doing. Them. They're
2: great. Um, I've been meaning to buy their... Um, they have an avocado deep conditioner, mm. And it's literally like mashed avocado with other... Um, yeah, we other were talking candy. about that
0: the other day. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, my God. I like... Everyone seems to love it. And I just... I need to go ahead and buy it. Um, so that's... Yeah, that's another one I like. I recently started following The Fortress. Um, they... They're really interesting. They have a lot of um, a lot of content that's like newsy, but um, they also have this really interesting aesthetic on their page. So when I want to get excited about you know creating an aesthetic on my own page, I use them for inspiration a lot.
0: Hmm, I like it. Some good choices. Like, yeah, that's like some new people for me to follow too, which sure. is always good. Yeah, because I'm, like, I I kind of did, like, a social media purge because I was, like, wow, same. I follow a lot of people and I'm not seeing, like, stuff from, you know, like, my actual, like, good friends who I want to see. So I, I like that we through, did the
1: same thing. Yeah, I went through reason. and
0: I took out a lot of people, but, like, I kind of, because I wasn't checking, like, how many, I just got rid of, like, a lot. So, I was, like, now I actually need to add in, like, a few more people mm-hmm. on Instagram to actually, you know, have some good content. Um but, yeah, one of the things that I do is I, like you said, like curly hair, things like that. I follow a lot of that because I think it's so important for us to curate,
1: like... Our feeds. Our look feeds, like us. Yeah,
0: because it's like my whole life I've just been having, you know, not having. I mean, blonde girls are fine. But it's like, yeah, having to look at blonde girls and that don't look anything like me and thinking, like, this is the epitome of beauty and this is the only, you know, this is what mainstream media is telling me is beautiful. So I think it's so important to have other different types of beauty not just people that look like me but just all types of people yeah so I try to make sure that my feet is filled with a lot of that at all times yeah
2: naturally curly is another one I think that's what they're that's their name um they do a lot of like diverse pearls so um they, I like them because yeah it's naturally curly um because it will be you know like brown-haired, you know, green-eyed girls with curly hair. It yeah. will also be, like, more Yeah. Senior,
0: you yeah. Because yeah. girls be that are, green. like, that are, like, you know, with green eyes or blue eyes, like, they don't get to see a lot of themselves with curly hair either. No. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's uh it's kind of the same sort of looks that we that we see in media. We don't really get a lot of anything else. Um, so obviously, you have your lunch coming up. What do you... Can you share the day of
2: that? We are... I would say I'll, I'll tell you in the next week or two. Okay, um, so we're really kind of.
1: So like by the time for... this episode comes out, you're probably gonna be. Yeah. Alive and I out in the that. world. Oh, I
0: hope so. Oh so gosh. tell I'll say tell our listeners um, if like I mean by the time this comes out, they'll probably be like you'll probably be live or you'll be close to being live. So tell us where they can go ahead and follow you and look for those upcoming projects and everything that's gonna be going on uh, with your new business
2: so you can um you can check us out at bold exchange that's b-o-l-d-x-c-h-a-n-g-e.com um you can also check us out uh similar spelling but it's bold underscore exchange uh with an x not an e um on all social media so instagram is really kind of our home base uh we're on twitter a bit we're on Facebook, we have a Facebook page, Um, but we, yeah, we would love for people to check us out, and even just, you know, let us know if you saw what we had, and you hated everything, that's totally fine, let us know, Um, but also if you have suggestions for
0: Mm -hmm. people
2: who should be on Bold Exchange, you can either send send them our way, or you can shoot us an email at hello at boldexchange.com.
0: And let me just say for any listeners that are listening right now, I know a lot of times it's really hard to like cold email someone and, and, you know, reach out across and say, hey, like, you know, I'd like to be a part of this. But really now you have a great excuse because you can say, hey, I own a shop like, you know, I'm a a black business owner and I heard you on the, the Heart and Hustle podcast. So like you have that way to connect. So there's no excuse for you to not yeah. go ahead and connect, um, you know, and and try to get yourself in this uh, lovely curated directory yeah. that is going to be amazing. So it's it's just a win win all around.
2: Yeah, and we want people to, you know, we want people to keep selling on their own sites as well. We want Bold Exchange to be a site where they, you know, sell in addition to their mm-hmm. in, in addition to their own websites or solely on Bold Exchange if they'd like. But we, we definitely don't create those types of constraints. Um, really, our goal is to help them, you know, tap into a new uh, customer base, um, and also to bring all of those people together in one spot uh, for people to be able to kind of browse and shop all black-owned businesses. That's that's our goal. Um, but I also would say, just for anybody who wants more insight into my uh, my. Career before Bold Exchange and before Venture for America. If you have any questions about getting into Venture for America, um, feel free to hit me up on social media or you can email me. Whatever way makes sense. I love when people call, email me, um, especially when they have like a really clear question. I love to talk to people, um, especially you know college students and those coming right out of college. Um, if they have any questions about. Anything
1: I can help them with That is so sweet of you. Yeah. I love that. I love it. And don't try to act like you're afraid of cold email. And people email us all the time to listen to the show. So don't try to pretend like you can't email Danielle because yeah, exactly. you get in our inbox all the it. time. So you email Danielle and you tell her about these businesses and just tell her she's amazing because oh she is.
0: Thank you so much, Danielle. We both learned so much today. I'm really, really excited. I can't wait till you launch next week. Like, we're going to be the first people on that site buying stuff, let me tell you. So we're really, really excited for it. We wish you all the best. We wish you so much success. We know it's going to do
1: great. It's going to be an amazing launch. So we're super excited for you. Thank you guys so yeah, much. Yeah, and then make sure you and your boyfriend go eat food when you're done. Yeah. Because <laughs> you might kill each other <laughs> before the site launches, but, like, don't do that. And then when it launches, just walk away. Like, walk away and go get something to eat and then come back because s- you well, would lose helpful. your mind. We'll
2: that the next couple days. You've got a wedding to go to on Saturday,
1: Saturday. Yeah, I don't have to be fighting about this launch on this, at the and, wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, you're sitting there and you're, like, first toast and you guys are toasting, but you're letting each other all mad because the site ain't lunch shit. I know <laughs> it. Don't do it. Don't be like that. <laughs> <laughs> thank, awesome. you so well, much,
0: thank you Danielle. so much. Thank you.